the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to The Situation Report. Glad to have you with us today. This is the show where every week we do our best to give you the information you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. And this is a special show for us. You may notice if you are watching the show, many of you are listening, but if you're watching the show, we're in a different place today. We are actually at the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. Our organization, the Mighty Oaks Foundation that Chad and I work for, is doing a special event tomorrow, and it's being hosted here. We'll talk more about that in a future show. But uh, a lot of great things going on. We have the opportunity to film here. And when we talk about navigating culture and having the information we need to navigate that culture, there is no better place to go for navigation, that true north, than the Bible. And uh, that's one of the reasons we're so thankful to be here. Uh, Chad, it's a great honor for us to be in this place, but really, when we talk about the Bible, um, it means something to us personally, but organizationally, it means something to us as well. People always ask us, what makes the Mighty Oaks Foundation, that's the organization that we work for, helping veterans and service members dealing with combat trauma, post-traumatic stress, and life difficulties, what makes you different than other organizations. And there are a lot of things that make us different. One of them is um, we value the Bible and what it says. Yeah, not only do we value the Bible, but if, you know, those who know my story was, you know, trying to navigate life on my own. And then when I came, had a radical encounter with Christ, uh, I was mentored into uh, doing life differently. And that mentorship was led through uh, learning biblical principles in order to calibrate and align my life to. And uh, God put a burden on my heart to share share that with others. And uh, we started Mighty Oaks Foundation. And through the years, we've uh, been able to help you know, tens of thousands of uh, other military warriors dealing with life issues right. navigate their lives by by understanding biblical principles and the lines, lives that they were created to live. That's right. And, uh, you know, the Bible uh, gives, us, gives us all that. And uh, when I recently came on a trip here to D.C. and for my first time got to visit the Museum of the Bible, I just thought it was so amazing. Yeah. And I was like, everyone needs to know about this place. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, luckily we're doing an amazing event here tomorrow night. But um, one of the things I wanted to do in our relationship here was to inform everyone about the Museum of the Bible and that they would have the opportunity to come and, and visit here. That's right. Yeah, if there's ever a time in our history that we need to understand the Bible, where it came from, how it was developed, um, it, it's right now. There's so much in our world that says truth is subjective, truth is what I feel it is or what I believe it to be, but we understand that truth was given to us. Big truth, yeah. ultimate truth, was given to us by God through Scripture, and we have the opportunity to talk about that. And uh, this is a different show for us, so if you normally listen to the show or watch the show, this is a little bit different. But uh, we're very honored today to have Shannon Bennett with us. Uh, Shannon is the Chief Marketing Officer for the Museum of the Bible. Did I have that right? You do. <laughs> yes. I get things wrong sometimes. But, uh, and you do a lot of things here. You have an amazing uh, background. I-, I told you before we started, um, your background, your resume is pretty incredible. Um, I encourage everyone to go check it out on the Museum of the Bible. But tell us how, Shannon, you end up 
here. Kind of give us your background, how you ended up doing the job you're doing now. Sure. It's been an adventure. It really has. And God's been good. And he has just led me all the way. Uh, But I did start actually at Disney. Um, I started as a performer, played a cowgirl. Yes, tiny little company. (laughs) (laughs) But it was the best place to get started um, in terms of learning how to communicate. And uh, um, I had fun too. So it was about 10 years working with Disney, first in entertainment, operations, and then eventually into studio production and marketing. Um, Marketing actually led me from Orlando um, into Dallas, Texas, where I was there for about a year to help open a field marketing office office there, Uh, but that was in 2001. Um, So we all know what happened in September of that year, and things got very, very difficult. People were afraid to fly, Um, and and Disney had to shut down some offices. Now, I I did step out um, before that happened in Dallas, Uh, But at that time, I did leave Disney, and then kind of as what happened in 9-11, you know, you start to reevaluate. I was very young. I was in my late 20s at the time, and um, I started looking for kind of that true north that you talked about. Um, So during that time, I I really got in touch with my faith again, um, just fell in love with the Lord, fell in love with the Bible, and that passion actually caused me to love the people that brought us the Bible, and that's the Jewish people. Uh, So um, from there, the Lord opened the door for me to work with the International Christian Embassy in Jerusalem. Um, Two years in Nashville in the U.S. offices, and then they sent me out to to Jerusalem. So I got to be there for four years. Um, The first two still working with the embassy. And then I left because I wanted to actually get to know more about these people that God had given me a heart for. So I actually got my master's in in Jewish studies at the Hebrew University there and work with the Yad Vashem um, as a volunteer doing Christian outreach for them. Um, that's the Holocaust Museum to learn about that part of their history as well. Uh, so that's what I did for four years and then came back here to the States um, early 2013 and went to a conference on behalf of Yad Vashem and ran into a man called Carrie Summers. Now Carrie. Uh, was the first uh, president and founder of Museum of the Bible. Um, He was hired to start the traveling exhibits back in 2010 and um, was tasked with uh, really putting together this museum here. And uh, they just bought this property in July 2012. And he said, you know, we've got to get, we have no staff there. We have no offices there. We need some help. And he said, do you know anybody who's available right now? And I had been praying, Lord, what's my next assignment? And I raised my hand. And the next thing you know, I'm right here in Washington, D.C. That's incredible. <laughs> in 2013. Yeah. As the first employee. As the first D.C. employee, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. And we're sitting in an incredible building, and we've seen some of the displays. Um, and we'll do a full tour tomorrow. And, man, it's just it's, what an incredible place to be since yeah. the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It's been an adventure, and it's been incredible to see this place start really um, as a, an old uh, a storehouse. Um, trains used to actually come in here in the 20s, offload produce, and go out the other side. Where the Virginia Rail's right behind us, but to see this place transformed into what it is now, it was really amazing process. Incredible. So you and Harry are part of the Museum of the Bible when it was still just a dream. And obviously, I think I'm told, over a billion dollars 
uh, invested in this place. About 500 million to build it, and then of course the collection. <laughs> so the collection is the, yeah, the big part there. So much money, uh, so much time, and the difficulties of building something out like this, especially in a place like D.C., I think we were sitting in 450,000 square feet of museum. Yeah. Well, 430, yeah, 430,000. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, with, with all the challenges that came along uh, of doing this, why is the Museum of the Bible worth having here, worth building? Uh, why is it necessary uh, for it to be available to people? Yeah, well, I mean, the first part, I mean, nothing good comes easy. Nothing worth doing um, is, is going to be easy, and the Bible itself tells us that. We see the stories of, of the prophets and the apostles and, of course, Jesus. Um, but in terms of why it's needed here in D.C., I mean, is there anywhere else that it's needed less, I would say? Um, we love our nation's capital, and um, it's a place where many come to, to study American history. They, they come, they come to the Smithsonian's, they see the monuments, but you're really only going to get part of the story there. Um, this part of the story we tell here at the museum is the story of the Bible's role in our own history. Um, so, I mean, in the midst of everything that we've gone through the last couple of years especially, um, it, it feels so chaotic all the time, and, and people have dealt with COVID, and they've been fearful and anxious, and we see the, the division in the country and the debates, and, and really many of us um, haven't seen anything like this before in our lifetime, so it leaves you feeling very unstable. Um, but, I mean, the Bible itself said, you know, whatever happens, the Word of God is forever. It's solid. Um, so we need something that's solid, and we need to get some perspective on who we are as a nation right now, and we can help do that um, just by seeing, you know, where, where we came from. And, and this book's place in the midst of that and, and kind of coming back to that and understanding that, I think it can really help us find our footing again as a people. We have the incredible privilege today of recording from the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. And we want to take just a second and share uh, really this wonderful experience with you. Yeah, this place is amazing. If you've never been to the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., you have to come 430,000 square feet of uh, history and artifacts that honor and tell the story about the Bible, put together by uh, by so many amazing people. One is the Green family, Steve Green, president of, of Hobby Lobby, is the chairman and founder of the Museum of the Bible. And uh, you know, they did such a wonderful job. I, I got to do a personal uh, tour of this place and I'm just blown away and I just feel like I'm scratching the surface to explore it. I'm looking forward to doing much, much more. Definitely if you come to DC or even not if you come to D.C., maybe even make a trip to D.C. to come visit the Museum of the Bible. For more information, visit museumofthebible.org. That's awesome. Yeah. I think um, you know, the three of us here, we're all Christians, but one of the things I appreciated when I came through the tour is hear hearing Steve Green, the chairman of the Museum of the Bible, speak, and he said uh, the, what he communicated was really that the, this isn't an evangelical place. It's not meant to be... It, it's meant to just tell the, the story of the Bible, tell the history of the Bible, and the Bible speaks for itself. Exactly. And this book was written for, for everyone. We yeah. have great friends 
um, of No Faith. We have wonderful Jewish advocates and supporters. We have wonderful people in the Catholic world as well, of course, in the Protestant world. And, and everybody can come here and feel safe. Everybody can come here and, and just explore and, you know, either just have a really great, great fun day, um, ride the ride. We've got a great riot ride, Washington Revelations, that actually flies over Washington, D.C., and you'll see where there's scripture kind of all over the buildings and the monuments. Or, or if you're a serious student, we have some amazing artifacts that date back thousands of years and you can really dig into that history deep so you know the the experience can be whatever you want it to be we're not here to tell anybody what to think about the book we love this book and we believe if you just explore it in whatever way you wish it's going to impact you in some way and i've seen it time and time again can you talk um about kind of the layout of the museum the goals if, you know, as you were looking at this and probably looking on a piece of paper and then maybe at a, a model of some kind and uh, the team came together to talk about what would be here and, and the flow of traffic and what people would see and what would be important to them. Can you talk about some of those goals, why the building is laid out the way that it is, um, some of the exhibits, maybe how they move from one to the other? Uh, it, it's fascinating because this, this building is a, a beautiful building, but you look around and everything is very, very intentional as well. Can you talk about some of the intentionality behind that? Uh, I sure can. I'd love to, actually. Actually, yeah, um, there's so many great little details that you just don't get unless you know. Um, you look at the floors here and you'll see behind us, you see dark tile, you see light tile. Um, at the very beginning, it's dark tile. And as we move forward, it gets to completely lighter tile. And that's symbolic itself of as you move into the Bible, you know, in terms of wisdom, it moves you from darkness into light. Um, the columns around you, the stone on that, it's beautiful white stone. It's actually Jerusalem stone um, quarried in Jerusalem. Wow. So uh, it's uh, the same stuff you would see at the Western Wall. Um, so every little piece has a, a piece of the Bible in it in some way. Um, and in terms of, of the stories we tell, that was tough. The Bible is a, a big book with thousands of years of history. So what do you tell? What do you leave out? That, I mean, that was a constant piece of discussion um, during the design process. And unlike many museums, we actually um, hired several different design firms. So in a, in a way, you're coming to Museum of the Bible, but you're going to see um, three different experiences, core experiences here that look different from one another. They tell different stories, um, all enriching, all powerful. Um, the first is the Bible's history, and, and you alluded to this, you know, where did the Bible come from? How did it come to be? Uh, how many cultures, how many continents, over how many years of, of, of history does it cover? And where is it now in terms of translation? I mean, we want the Bible translated into all languages. Where are we in that process? So we have a whole floor devoted to that. Um, that's where the bulk of the artifacts are. Uh, but we also have that American history piece, so the impact floor. It's very modern, very sharp, very edgy, and it tells um, two stories. Um, one is the Bible's history on our nation from the early, early years, 1600s, moving all the way into Bible now. Um, and then the, the Bible in the world section, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, that tells the, the, the Bible's impact on things you wouldn't even think of, from entertainment to the arts, um, government, compassion, the justice system, and, and everyday life. Just things we walk past every day that have some connection to the Bible that you wouldn't know. So it really opens people's eyes. 
Um, and then, of course, we have uh, the stories of the Bible. So this is a fun area. Of course, many people come here and maybe they haven't heard the story since they were little or maybe they've never read the whole story at all. Um, we want to immerse them in those stories in a really fun way. Actually, some of our designers for that do have some Disney background. Uh, so we hired the best of the best and have won awards on that. So those are the three stories, the Bible's history, its narrative, and its impact. You're going to get them all three here. Incredible. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So if you had to pick, you know, one or two of your favorite places in the museum, uh, what would they be? It's a tough question. <laughs> it's kind of like asking a mother to pick her favorite child, really. But <laughs> uh, So Bible Now is a lot of fun, and that's because it's so unexpected. It's kind of a Bible in cyberspace, what's happening in real time now. Um, digital, interactives everywhere. Uh, you can find out what the most searched for verse right now in any nation in the world is. Oh, wow. in China and Israel, here in the U.S. Um, That's in, I, I'm interested in that. Yeah. Uh, check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and then I think the second, of course, is the Hebrew Bible experience. And that is um, um, a walkthrough journey from Genesis all the way up through the story of uh, Ezra and the reestablishment of the temple in Israel after the exile. And it's completely immersive. I mean, you're going to be put right in the middle of that story. Kids love it. Grown-ups love it. Um, people of all faith traditions love it because we're just telling the story of the book. Um, and, and, and we've won several awards for it. Um, and some our, our designers, like I said, have great experience. Everything's done with excellence. And that's what I really admired about um, how this was put together as I walked into it. I saw all of these designers, incredible resumes. I saw the architect with all of his uh, you know, background and nothing was done um, without thought to excellence. I wanted to take a minute to let our audience know about the work that we do through an incredible veterans nonprofit called the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Many of our nation's warriors struggle with the hardships of military service and reintegration back into civilian life. Often they leave broken homes in their aftermath and comprise one of the most at-risk groups for suicide, with over 20 veterans who take their lives every single day. Mighty Oaks tackles this critical issue with our faith-based peer-to-peer resiliency and recovery programs offered at no cost to our honored servicemen and women at beautiful ranches across the United States. Mighty Oaks has one of the highest success rates of any program available anywhere. Visit MightyOaksPrograms.org. To learn more about how you can make a direct impact in the lives of our servicemen and women to help them find a new life purpose through hope in Christ. Again, that's MightyOaksPrograms.org. Witnessing the transformation that these men and women go through is absolutely incredible. There are no words to describe seeing warriors restored to the lives they were created to live, changing their legacies for eternity. Your support is needed now more than ever and will ensure that our programs are here for our warriors who are in desperate need. Again, the website is MightyOaksPrograms.org. Incredible. Yeah. Um, man, there's a lot of things we could talk yeah. about. Let me, let me end with this question. If 40 years from now, 50 years from now, you're able to look back and view the legacy of the Museum of the Bible, um, what would you hope that legacy would be? What do you hope will be accomplished, not today or next week, but over the life of the Museum of the Bible? I hope that we can bring millions of people into this place and that no matter who they are, no matter what their background is, their politics are, they will have encountered um, the Bible in a way they wouldn't have thought of before 
and it would have sparked an interest so we can really um, appreciate this book again. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, Shannon, there are a lot of things going on in the museum right now. Um, we're at a weird turning point in our nation, <laughs> trying to get people back to doing things. Uh, even this summer, you have some exciting things coming up. Um, maybe mention a few things that are upcoming and how people can connect to the museum and ultimately find their place in the line coming into the building. Absolutely. So actually in a month, 4th of July weekend, we are opening a new uh, exhibit on Magna Carta. Uh, we are doing something that, that hasn't been done before with this exhibit. Um, obviously, it's a huge uh, historical document. This particular one is one of only four in the entire world. But we're also connecting it to biblical themes and bringing this uh, English document um, from you know 13th century all the way up to its impact on the Constitution, its impact on the Declaration of Independence, um, and, and even um, Geneva Conventions. So many of our documents today that are foundational, not just to this nation, but to the world, were influenced by this, and it was influenced by the Bible. So that's a story we're excited to tell, and that's uh, happening in about a month. So yeah. get your tickets. And we always have a great Christmas around here, so we're already planning for Christmas. So within the next six months... Come see Magna Carta. Yes. Come visit us for Christmas. Just check out museumofthebible.org, and it's easy. That's awesome. Shannon? What about, what about tours? Uh, so, uh, you know, when people come to visit, they can actually come and just be in the, But there's, I, I know I really appreciated the, the tour that I did. Yeah, so we are bringing those back online with uh, kind of the restrictions we had with COVID. We weren't able to have those group tours, but we're starting to bring those back online. And we have a, a couple of different ones available, one that's really a highlights of kind of our top 10 here at the museum, which is a great place to start. We are a large museum, 430,000 square feet. So you can come in and feel a little bit overwhelmed, but if you take that tour first, you're gonna kind of know which way to nav navigate after that, and you won't miss those top 10 pieces. Um, and then we'll slowly bring some of the others online too. That's awesome, thank you. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Your time. Glad you guys yeah. are here. No, thanks so much. We uh, normally do a situation report right now. Yeah. But the situation report today is very, very simple. Go online, <laughs> get your tickets, visit the museum, bring your kids. Really important to bring kids. Yes. Uh, my kids are going on the tour tomorrow, and I'm super excited about it for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, support the work here. Uh, a lot of things that you can support, a lot of things you can get behind, a lot of things you can participate in, but probably nothing right now more valuable than this. And the museum is a 501c3 nonprofit. Yes. So uh, they do take donations. And if you think right behind us, there's a wall. <laughs> if you donate really, uh, if you're really generous, you get your name on the wall. <laughs> so uh, know that it's, um, we know from being in Mighty Oaks Foundation, running a nonprofit, yeah. support is always, I mean, things like this do not happen without just the support of people. So if this is definitely something, a worthwhile cause to get behind. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. We will uh, do actually a few more shows from the Museum of the Bible that will be coming to you in the next several weeks. But uh, appreciate you listening. Appreciate you watching. And we'll talk to you next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.